0: I don't know, I, I feel that uh, something that is missing in today um, is, is a lot of times, not all the time, but mothers um, that really go to God for their children. And I know that our church, we do have mothers that uh, I'm thankful for each, one, each and every mother that's here this morning. And uh, I know if your children could say, they would say the same. Or at least I'd hope they'd say the same. But whether they do or not, I'm thankful for you. Yes. Yeah. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your faithfulness to the Lord. But last Sunday night, I preached a message out of 1 Samuel as, as well, preaching about... Um, Dedicating a child to the Lord, we talked about. But this morning, I want to specifically talk to you about this mother's prayer, her praying time. First Samuel chapter number one. In First Samuel, you will find that there is a man who is married, and uh, for whatever reason, he had two wives. And uh, one of his wives, named Hannah, could not bear children. Uh, Hannah, I believe her her name actually means grace. Hannah is one of those names that you could spell it backwards and it'd still be Hannah. Uh, As you look at this scripture today, there are many women um, that cannot have children. And for sometimes, and especially a day like today, is hard for them as well. But here is Hannah. She is a woman who had not had any children, but she really wanted children. And uh, we're going to pick up right in the story where she goes to the temple and begins to pray. And her godliness after seeking her faith, I believe as well, that caused her to go (coughs) to the temple to pray that we can learn from today that though I'm not a mother, I can still have the faith like Hannah and pray like Hannah did. And we're going to examine each and every... We're going to read 10 verses here. But we're going to examine those verses how Hannah prayed why did Hannah pray this? Why did, why did she do this? Why did she get to a place? Uh, uh, she got to a place where she was in bitterness of soul, as, as we'll read. Uh, she was in a place where uh, the Bible even tells us that her adversary was against her. Uh, that there was an adversary in verse number 6 that was against her, that wasn't for her. Listen, there are times in our life that even as a mother or as just, a, in, uh, just, a, just a, a, a human, a Christian that's trying to do things right for God, you will have an adversary. And it's not always the devil. You will have people that push against you, and have people that are against you, and have people that, that don't want you to prosper. Listen, I want you to prosper. The Lord wants you to prosper. The Lord wants you to do well. The Lord wants you to, to, uh, to experience success. Joshua 1 and verse 8 tells us that if we, uh, the, to have success the way the Bible says is in Joshua 1.8. The only time success is actually mentioned in the Bible is Joshua 1.8. Uh, we've got to put ourselves into the Bible. That's a whole other subject. But simply this is that God wants you to be successful. <coughs> Hannah was in a bad way. Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter one and verse number nine, verse all the way through verse number 19. OK? Let's all stand if you can, just for respect to reading God's word this morning. First Samuel chapter 9, one, verse nine. The Bible says, "So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had had drunk. Now Eli, the priest sat a seat. By the post of the temple of the Lord. Now understand verse number 9 is not saying that she was drunk. It was just saying that she had something to eat and to drink and she went to go pray. And the Bible says in verse number 10, And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, If thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaiden and remember me. And not forget thine handmaiden, but wilt give thou unto thine handmaiden a man-child. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. And Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long... Uh, Wilt thou be drunk and put away, thy, put away thy wine from thee? And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaiden for a daughter of Belial... Uh, For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaiden find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Verse 19, And they rose up early, rose up in the morning early and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came into the house of Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this morning. I pray right now that you'd give me liberty. You'd give me boldness. You'd give me understanding. You'd help me to convey the thoughts in which you have me to convey. I thank you right now for every mother in this room. I pray that they will be this mother like Hannah was. But Lord, I also pray that every Christian in this room would stir inside themselves to be like Hannah. We love you, Jesus. I thank you for my salvation. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Thank you so much for standing. So in verse number 10, the Bible says, she was in bitterness of soul. I don't know if there's ever been a time in your life when you've went through a tragedy. Ever been a time in your life when you uh, didn't experience the greatest of things. I would say that in a room this big and a group of people like you are, that there are many different circ- one, there's many different circumstances in this room. And everybody in this room has experienced something sorrowful. You've lost somebody. You've went through a tragedy. You've went through heartbreak. You've had something in your life that has caused you to have that bitterness of soul. Now, as a mother maybe there has been that time. As a Christian, there probably has been that time. As a mother, there has been that time. I know, I I know. What Hannah do... See, a lot of times when we get to that place of that bitterness of soul, a lot of times when we get to that place when we're at the the lowest of low, and we don't know what to do, and we're at if you would say the bottom of the barrel, and you feel like all the guns have been turned against you, and there's no one on your side, and there's no way up but nowhere uh, nowhere to go but up. And uh, look, Hannah was at a place where she could not have children. She desired to have children. Uh, she desired from a young age to have children. And now here she is, a a grown woman, and she can't have it. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I have an adversary who's given me an issue, who's causing me problems. I'm bitterness of soul. Maybe your issue is not that, but simply this. Or maybe you've come to a place in your life where you have bitterness of soul. And you have faced a tragedy. And you are at the bottom of the barrel. And you don't know where to go. And you don't know what to do. And you don't know what's going on. What did Anna do? She ran to the right place. See, listen, the place that you're going to find, uh, the place that's going to give you comfort, the place that's going to help you when you're in bitterness of soul is not down there on Friday night somewhere. It's not down there uh, going down uh, to your friends. Uh, It's coming to the place. You say, what place are you talking about? I'm talking about the house of God, the yeah, place yeah. of God. Yeah. That's where you'll find peace. That's where you'll find the place that you need to be yeah. is in God's house. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I, what I should do. You're going to find that place in God's house anybody who's ever went through a tragedy, I don't understand. I've done funerals. I've watched families bury their, their loved ones. And I do not know how they do it. I've, I've buried friends. I've buried loved ones. I remember as a kid, I remember my dad doing a funeral of a six-year-old girl. And I remember watching that family weep. What do they do? They go to the place. What do you do when you don't know what to do, Mom? Come to the place. Because the world's not going to give it to you. You're not going to find it in a bottle. You're not going to find it in a magazine. You're not going to go find it in a place that the world has for you. You're going to find it in the place in the house of God. When Hannah was in bitterness of soul, she went to the place. Well, man, the church gets tired of me because every time I get to the lowest of low, I come running back. Well, you keep running back to him. You keep coming back to the place. This church needs to be a lighthouse to this community. Amen. It's the church is where I got saved. It's the church where I met my wife. It's the church where I got married. It's the church where God called me to preach. It's the church that changed my life. It's the church. It's the place. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. It's, the it's the place. It's the place. It's the place. You're not going to get it out there. Hannah knew. Hannah knew. She didn't know what else to do. She didn't know where else to turn. But she knew if she could just get to the house of God and pray and spend time with God, she knew she could touch heaven if she would get to the place. This place needs to be that for you. I can take you I can take you to the place where God called me to preach. I can take you to the place where God saved me. I can take you to the place. <laughs> Hannah knew she needed to get a hold of God. And she wasn't going to do that at a ball game. She was going to do it at the house of God. Maybe it's been too long since you've been to the place. You need to be to the place. Hannah's prayer took place at a specific place at the house of God. Not only did this prayer take place at the house of God, but it was a common practice. It was enough that she knew that she could come to the house of God and pray this this place should be a house of, of prayer. This place should be a, a place where it's okay to pray and it's okay to shed a tear. It's okay to weep. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Hannah knew that that was a place that she could go. We see number one, we see the place. Number two, we see the passion. In verse number 10, (coughs) the Bible says that she wept sore. In verse verse number 11, she vowed a vow. Verse number 13, the Bible says she poured out her soul to the Lord. Verse number 15, again, it says she poured out her soul to the Lord. She prayed with passion. You know what's missing? A lot of times in our prayer is passion. If you really care about something, you want to get somebody stirred up and start talking about what they care about. Man, they'll st- they will talk and talk and talk until they're blue in the face if you start talking to them about something they're passionate about. If we started talking football, there might be some of you that would be passionate enough to start talking about football. If we started talking about baseball, I don't know who that would be. But if we started talking about baseball, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. But if we started talking about anything in this world, something you're passionate about, you'll start talking about it and be excited about it. But why is it when we come to the house of God and we pray and we're the least passionate about it? We can care less about our prayer time. You realize God speaks to us in many different ways. He speaks to us through the Word of God. He speaks to us through the the music of God. He speaks to us through many different ways, okay? Through people of God. He speaks to us through the Spirit of God. Do you know the only way that you can talk to Him is by you opening your mouth and praying? Where you pray. How passionate about prayer are you? It ain't no big deal. When you talk to your best friend on the phone, do people actually do that anymore? It's text messages, right? When you talk to somebody on the phone, you can hear the excitement when you call them. I I call my grandma uh, every once in a while. I don't call her as much as I ought to, but when I do, I can tell in her voice how excited she is to hear from me. She's passionate about it. Let me ask you, are you passionate about how you pray? She wept sore. She poured out her soul to the Lord. She vowed a vow. And, And the Bible tells us very strictly about a vow. In Ecclesiastes it tells us. Yes. She prayed and prayed very passionately about it. She knew she needed to come to God with this passion. Such passion that it caused her to vow a vow that she would give her child to God. Have you ever promised God something? Have you ever promised God something? Something? You had to be pretty passionate about what you promised him. Right? Yes. I remember when God called me to preach. I was about 13 or 14. I don't even know exactly how old I was. I was 13 or 14 years old. God called me to preach. But I remember where it took place at. And I remember how passionate I was about what God did in my heart. Nobody could tell me any different. Nobody. Are you passionate about what God's done for you? Are you passionate about your prayer time with God? Hannah was passionate enough that she wept. You ever watch a movie before? How many of you guys have ever watched movies? You ever watch a movie? Mm-hmm. Wow, man, everybody hand was raised in the room. <laughs> now, I, don't to, I don't want you to raise your hand, but I want you to ask yourself this question. How many of you have ever cried over a movie? <laughs> TV show? <laughs> oh, Billy's not coming home. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> walking dead. Oh, so you cry? Listen, you've you've cried, you've cried over a movie, you've cried over a TV show, you've cried over things that are that are not that 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 mean nothing. That that at the end of the day, it's nothing. But how is it that when we pray and spend time with God, we can't even cry? We can't even begin to shed a tear because God spoke to us, or when the song speaks to you, it's all right to, to allow a little tear to, to come, and it's okay to cry. I know that we spent years and years and years, men, we're not supposed to cry, you're not supposed to show emotion, but listen, he that goeth forth and bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again, bringing his sheep with him. The Bible talks about praying and weeping about, about what God's done for you, and Weep, him. David says in the in the book of Psalms that he waters his bed with his tears. We need to come back to a place where we're passionate and it's okay to cry, Amen. and it's okay to beg God. <coughs> Be passionate, praying. She vowed a vow. It's okay. And she wept sore. Let me ask you something. Have you ever cried? Have you ever wept for the lost? Yes. Have you ever prayed and cried that somebody in your family would get saved? Or the lost neighbor kid would get saved, or your family would get saved. See, Hannah was serious about the situation so much to the fact that she wept. She wept. She wept so much. The preacher come in and perverted the whole thing and said, "Man, you what you doing, woman? You drunk?" Have you ever seen somebody pray so passionately you thought they were drunk? Weeping. We need Christians. We need mothers that will be passionate about their prayer time. We want to get mad and blame a news station for the situation in America and blame this and blame politics. Listen, this is what will change America. Yeah. This church, this place, you, you. The Bible says in Chronicles that if my TV stations will turn from their wicked ways, is that what it says? No. The politics will get right. That's not what it says. Politics and news stations have nothing to do with why we are where we are. I truly believe we've gotten to a place where we don't passionately pray. We don't come to the place to change God, change the things in our life for God. We care less. We're happy with where we're at. Money's okay. Everything's good. But, no, look, it's not about that. Because, look, the devil will make you happy and fat all you want. Just as long as you're not doing what God wants you to do. <coughs> Excuse me. We can show passion at every level except for church, except for prayer why because we don't care I'm not saying you, you saying brother Trenton you have to cry when you pray that's not what I'm saying you have to cry you have to work it up it's, not, it's no work of you it's not oh man I, whew, I better pray and I better cry this one out or that ain't gonna happen You need to be passionate and get to the place. I, I'm going to finish the rest of it tonight. But listen, Hannah, I wasn't planning on, but I preached a little long. Listen, mother, be in the place. You can't expect your children to be in church When you won't be in church. Be in your place. Be in the place. And you can't expect our kids and our children to have passion if we don't have passion. You say, well, that's whether you are a mother or whether you are a Christian it doesn't matter. Get to the place. Have passion. It's okay to vow a vow. It's okay to promise God things. Just do what you say you're going to do. I'm going to end with this and I'll be done. The Bible says, and I will finish this up with Ecclesiastes because if you make a vow, you need to follow through because the Bible says with a vow, that's a promise. That's, a, that's something that you're vowing to do for God. Bible says that if you vow a vow it's better that you don't even vow it. Right. Listen, it's better that you don't even vow it if you vow it and plan to break it. Right. So don't vow it if you're going to break it. Bible says don't, don't, don't vow it if you're going to break it. It's better that you don't even vow the vow if you're going to break the vow. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for today. I want to thank you for everybody that's here. Again, thank you for the presence of God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit of God.